This is Cassandra and Britt, Episode 3, Thought Downloads. Grab a pen and paper and join us as we discuss what the heck a thought download is. How do you do them? Why do you do them? And how can they lift and shift you? Welcome to the podcast. We can't think of anything better than conversations with your girlfriends about all the wellness. Let's discuss what the gurus are saying and weave the good stuff into our lives. We aren't experts, but we are your friends and we are here with you. We are so glad you joined us. Well, 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 welcome to our podcast today. Britt, what are you drinking? I have a delicious ice cream tea from Joy Cafe. Man, I love their ice cream tea. Best it's place on so earth. so good. I know. Isn't it such a good place? Everything there is amazing. Yes. Britt brought me a iced chai tea from there, which is just my favorite. And uh, Esty always tells me it smells like Christmas. And it makes me feel like it's Christmas when I drink it. Yeah, that's actually a really good description of chai. Right? And Joy Cafe is a vegan restaurant for those of you that don't live in the area. I'm sorry, but if you do, hit it up. Get the Med Bowl. Oh, that's a really good right? thing. Yeah, I also really love they have a crystal blue matcha drink. It's new. It's really delicious. You're going to have to do a whole thing on matcha. Yeah. Because we'll have to talk if there about was ever a gal that loved matcha, it's you. I love matcha. It kind of sounds like a dance move. That's another reason I it's love it. It's true. <laughs> But, it's true. And your yeah. family like Zumba. True. And I feel like matcha and Zumba go together quite they could well. They go together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. Okay. So, Britt, we are talking about thought downloads today. Yes. And we have been working on them for about a year and a half. Yes. And it is such fascinating work. So, we're going to talk about what they are. What is a thought download? And what is the point of doing a thought download? The whole point of it is to get your brain out on paper so you can take a good look at it. You can see very clearly why you feel how you do about a situation or a person or yourself, which feels like probably the most important part. Yes. And you can analyze if it's available to you to feel differently if you'd like to do so. Right. So let's go. Britt, you have a good example for us. Yes. Okay. So one of my kids had a school teacher that was a little bit of a struggle for me. I really love to volunteer in the classroom, and I've done so for all three of my kids. And I know every teacher does things a little bit differently, but there's usually a way that centers run. So for those of you who don't know what centers are, it's where the kids are in groups and they rotate from one center to the next. They accomplish a worksheet or a project or something like that. And then the teacher gives them a signal when it's time to go to the next center. So... I usually get to the class a little bit early when it's my day to volunteer so that I can hear the explanation of what the kids are supposed to do at each of their centers, and then we begin. Yes. You're such an overachiever. I love that. You get there early. Well, I mean, we're talking like two or three minutes. I just just want to get there so I know what the subject matter is. Lay of the land. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too. There was a hand raise. That's why I said Yes. (laughs) Then she had that question for me, so that's a good question. It's not like I'm getting there super early. I just want to know what this is about before all of a sudden I'm supposed to right. be. Or like read your directions before yes. you start telling teaching children. Exactly, before idea. I start teaching children. Okay, so this is how things usually go, but this isn't how it went in this class. I would get there early only to stand in the corner of the class for the next 25 plus minutes. When we eventually did start the centers, there was just a lot of shuffling papers around and rummaging around for things, starting to explain something and then changing it up. And then when we did begin, 
of the four groups that were planned to rotate through my center, we would usually only get through like one or one and a half, either because we started late or because there was just no consistent timer on when we should rotate. And I mean, it was the beginning of the year, so I kind of thought she was just trying to get into her flow and that this disorganization would be corrected. I was sure that I wasn't going to stand in the back corner of the classroom for 20 plus minutes every single time and then spend the entire center time worried that I wouldn't have enough time to finish up with my group. But it did not change. And even when she had the centers and the papers perfectly organized, we still just started super late. I mean, I knew I still wanted to volunteer, but I didn't want to feel so frustrated. Yeah, and obviously you were frustrated because of some of your thoughts that you were having about it. Right, right. I didn't want to have thoughts of dislike for the teacher. I didn't want to be concerned that my daughter wasn't going to learn anything that year. I just felt like I started showing up bothered, and I hoped that it didn't come through to the kids. So after like five or six times of going and hoping that it would be different and then it not being different, I decided I should take a closer look at it and do a thought download. So I literally just started writing the things that were in my brain, and they were things like, the teacher is disorganized, and she doesn't seem to care. She's always behind schedule. The kids never finish centers. She doesn't have good time management. She's wasting my time. The kids are not getting a good education. This is going to be a rough year, and so on. And I even kind of had some mean and personal thoughts, like, she is such a disaster. Look at her desk. And why was her older son lying on the floor with a barf bowl last week? Okay. I'll never understand. I know you've probably (laughs) never had a single judgmental thought about any of your kids' teachers or any of your high school or college professors ever, so this might be hard to relate to. Yeah, never. (laughs) Well, okay, so when I got it all on paper, I was really struck with how negative I was being, how I was judging her and looking for evidence to back it up. But before I let myself get too embarrassed and delete everything I'd written, I just decided that I should start asking myself some questions, just question it all. Right. So that's the next step to just question it. Right. Every thought. Right. Go down the list of each thought. So, you know, all all of my thoughts, of course, sounded like facts to me. But since they're all just thoughts, you go down each and every one of them and you ask a question. So I asked things like, should she be on a schedule? Should the kids always finish centers? Is it really that important? Does she care about the kids? Why is this wasting my time? Is my child learning so far this year? Is she really a disaster or am I just being dramatic? Okay, I like all those questions, but I feel like you left out one of the best ones, which is why is there a kid with a barf bowl in the class? Right. Okay. Poor guy. I know, poor guy. But that was just a very confusing moment for me. But I do like all these questions. These are really good questions to start finding answers for. So how did you actually want to feel about the situation and the teacher? Right. Okay. So I realized that I would have felt so much better if I thought the thought, this teacher totally cares and she's teaching the kids and I just want to be a part of it all. Mm. I also liked the thought, it's not important for things to run in a timely manner. But the truth is that I didn't really believe those thoughts. So (laughs) I started by thinking, maybe it's not that big of a deal if we don't even get to the centers. What if she is a good teacher and I'm just not paying attention to the right things? So it sounds like you maybe came up with some bridge thoughts. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Those are great. And how did you convince yourself to start thinking them? 
Right. So I literally wrote them down in my phone. Things, those thoughts. Maybe it's not a big deal if we don't even get to centers. What if she's a good teacher and I'm just not paying attention to the right things? I wrote those down in my phone and a couple of the questions that I had. And every time right before I would go into the class, I would read over them so that they were like fresh in my mind and I was going in to the classroom with those things in mind because my brain wasn't automatically thinking those things. I had to actually like force my brain to think. So you wanted to like go in with a different intention. Right. It was almost like I was setting an intention. Yes. You could say it like that. Definitely. So I started to notice my brain, of course, started to go to work on these questions while I'm sitting there and oftentimes observing for quite a few minutes in the back. (laughs) And I started to really notice that she was incredibly patient and super thorough, that the reason that we were starting late was usually because she wanted to be sure that the kids totally understood the concept before she had them practice it. She treated every kid with so much respect. And as the year went on, I learned things about her personal life that really helped me realize how much she was doing on her own. And that, you know, the kid with the barf bowl was her son and that was her only option for that day. And what a compassionate person. Right. That she's just like, you're just going to be here with me and that's okay. Totally. Wow. And I mean, she hadn't taught this grade in several years. So it was just good to realize that she's adjusting too. And I guess I've probably had moments like that in my life. I noticed that she didn't rush the kids. She spoke to them and she listened in a way that made them feel loved and understood. And since I was in the back of the classroom anyway, I asked if she had extra work that I could do. And it turned out that she had tons of stuff I could help her with. All the way to the end of the year, the centers were disorganized. She was a little bit flustered by them. And yet, by thinking new thoughts, I came to have completely different feelings about her. I realized that all of the kids were being treated well and were learning a lot. That centers are just one way to get work done. And if they don't run smoothly, it's not that big of a deal. And by the end of the year, I completely believed my goal thought. This teacher totally cares and is teaching the kids and I want to be a part of it all. And more importantly, I showed up differently when I thought new thoughts on purpose and when I redirected myself. I love so many parts of this example, Britt. I love your thought. I want to be a part of it all. Ugh, that feels so good, especially when you're talking about your kids. And I also, the other thing that really stands out to me about this story is that, so when I first started doing thought downloads, I was doing them on these like really large scale issues, like social injustices in the world or like family and faith and global issues And you're like, let's just start with the elementary school teacher. Yes, like actually. Yeah. Elementary level. Elementary level. (laughs) The elementary school teacher. I just want to be a part of it all. I love the idea of doing a thought download on something that was just like a once a week annoyance. And I'm sure this wasn't affecting your whole week. But this motivates me to do thought downloads on daily things like, you know, driving, doing grocery shopping. Yes the person that's checking me out at the grocery store kind of thing. Yes. Because it ultimately helps me develop the same skills I will need to help me on the deeper issues on those, you know, global issues that I want to Ah, get moving on. Absolutely. So where are you doing your thought downloads and when? Yeah, I just mostly do them on my phone because that's always with me. And I just, I love the idea of pen and paper, but I feel like I always lose it. 
Okay, what about you? Where are you doing yours? Okay, well, the first place my mind went to when I thought about thought downloads was how fun it was going to be to get the perfect notebook and pens to do a thought download. And I started to scroll through Instagram to find that new influencer that created the perfect thought download notebook. Yes. You know? And this notebook was going to be spiral bound and it was going to have large margins because if I'm going to do journal writing, I'm definitely doing pretty doodles and beautiful calligraphy for the topic sentence in the margins (sighs) with my coordinating pen while I'm emptying my mind. I wish I had those skills. (laughs) So pretty much I saw thought downloads as a way to avoid doing thought downloads and to do something much more comfortable, which is shopping at Target. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I did. I did. I searched and I shopped. And guess what I came back to? What? The 75-cent composition notebook. And it's perfect. It slides right into the crack between my bed and my mattress. And as well as the crack between the seat in my car and the console. Okay. Okay. I happen to know exactly what composition notebook you're talking about. And it has Ruby's name uh, on the front of it. So that's been crossed out. Yep. (laughs) And your name has been written in. So if you have a child like this, or maybe you're this person in your home who you dominate all notebooks in the house. So we have stacks of notebook in our house and they all have Ruby's name on them. And then how many pages on the inside do you usually start? Yeah, in a like notebook? one. Yeah, two. one, two, three, and yeah. then and then you give up the notebook and you find another one because you lost the other one. Yeah. So I see why you do it on your phone. But if you can get your notebook in the cracks, right? I mean, if I would just put my notebook in the crack, put it in your crack. That's actually the the. That's what I've been missing. Yeah, you I would, could. Yes. Put I, the notebook in your crack, yep. and then you'll you always never know lose where it. it is. Yes, yes. It's again always with you. Yes. Okay. So when I wanted to get serious about my thought downloads, though, and stop thinking about how pretty they were going to be, I turned to this great worksheet by Byron Katie, and it's called Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet. Ah, so good. So um, you can go to her website and you can download it, or we are going to put one in our show notes. Absolutely. With a little bit of our well, well, well podcast twist to it. Yes. And this um, is such an amazing, such an amazing worksheet and really kind of helps guide you through like a thought download. Yep. Yep. It really does. It it shows you all the right questions to ask. Yeah. So when you have done the worksheet, what have been some of your best tips? My, my biggest and best tip would be to have no judgment for yourself while you're doing it. Yes. Because I mean, if you're anything like me, which you're probably not, you're probably a much better person than I am, but some of your thoughts can be like a little bit nasty and it's really easy to judge yourself, but I really try to just not judge myself for the next 30 minutes before, during, or after, and just like, you know, word vomit all over the page, exactly dump it out what I'm thinking. And then I more strategically go back through with the questions that Byron Katie suggests on her worksheet. Right. When you just allow yourself to just do it, be super honest, then you're actually going to see the reality. If you edit, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. And nobody's going to see this. Right. That's what you always envision is going to happen though. Yeah. That, that person is somehow going to get the notebook out of my crack and (laughs) they're going to read it and 
you know, all of the thoughts that I had just didn't even make sense anyways, but I've destroyed their life. Yes, exactly. So number one, butt jokes never get old. Number two, (laughs) (laughs) and more importantly, the people or yourself, even if it's not a person you're writing about, even if you're just writing your own inner thoughts and you just don't want other people to see it, other people aren't going to find this worksheet. Trust me, you're going to do away with it or something. It's not going to fly out of your car into the hands of the one person you don't want to read it. Exactly. That's not going to happen. So you just give yourself permission to... Do the worksheet honestly. Yeah, it forces you to be honest, and it forces you to ask yourself some really good questions, like, why don't I want to write that on paper? Is it because it's a good question for me? Does it create a lot of discomfort? And also, um, when you see it down on paper, you all of a sudden have all this perspective and compassion. It somehow, like, kind of neutralizes the thought, and you can really take an outside look at it and decide, like, is this serving me or not? Absolutely. And I think the compassion comment is really key because when we, it's so easy to see other people's thoughts and have a judgment on them. But when we realize that we kind of all do it, then there's not just compassion for ourselves. There's compassion for everyone realizing that we're just all humans and this is how our brains work sometimes. And we can literally separate ourselves from it and put it on paper and take a look at it. Yeah, you're right. So we want to figure out what feelings we want to have in this situation, just like you were saying you wanted to be a part of it all in your explanation with the teacher. Yes. So we like to call this trying on different thoughts. So trying on different thoughts is similar to trying on different clothes, for example. Think about the clothes in your closet. Now imagine pulling out an outfit to wear. And is this your go-to outfit? Why did you choose this outfit? Is it because it's comfortable and it fits? Or is it because it's new and it's trendy? Or did someone give it to you and you feel like you need to wear it? Think about the reasons you would wear that outfit. We don't want to get stuck in a mental rut the same way we don't want to keep wearing the same sweatpants we've had for 10 years and be in a style rut. Yes. We can get so comfortable and used to our sweatpants that we don't realize they are now sagging and they have holes and the waist doesn't fit and they're faded. The same thing can happen with our thoughts. The pants aren't serving us or doing us any favors anymore and neither are our thoughts. But we have had them for so long we didn't realize that now our thoughts aren't serving us at all because they're stale. Maybe they're unmotivating. They are no longer a reflection of the person we want to be. Right. It's time to try on some new thoughts and some new pants. Some days, jeans and a tee might feel like the right choice. Or in my case, a house dress often seems like a good pick. I'm comfortable in my jeans. The cut is on trend. I feel like they are fresh and they're flattering as well as easy to move in for my busy days. If not, then I need to try on something else. The outfit I chose, just like the thoughts, are not serving me and actually making things more uncomfortable. So, for example, if you have the Levi high-waisted wedgie fit jeans, you will know, as Britt says, what does it feel like, Britt? Yes, sometimes you feel like you have the flu. Sometimes you're like... The flu's coming on. Yeah. Do I have the flu or is this no-stretch fabric just digging into my gut? Right. But literally, it pushes a button that makes you feel that... Achy and clammy? Yes. Achy and clammy. (laughs) Thank you. Well, let me tell you, the ones that are better are now I do the Levi high-rise rib cage. Oh. And they go right over that little, you know, what's the word? Fuva. Yeah. They go right over that and they skip the little pressure point that makes me feel nauseous. They got a little bit of stretch and give 
and I feel like a million bucks. Yes. They're serving me. Yep. They're serving you. So we want to take a look at these thoughts and ask some really good questions like what makes it feel like you? What makes you feel your best? Does it feel like you are being true to yourself? You can do these for your thoughts. You can ask yourself these questions for your thoughts and for the clothes you're wearing. I love that. Yeah. So if you had the thought, I'm so tired, and you find yourself thinking that thought a lot, maybe you could try to redirect yourself to, I have accomplished a lot today, or Mm -hmm. I had a really busy day yesterday. I'm still recovering from all the things I've been getting done. (laughs) Something like that. Somehow that feels a little bit more like if you're recovering, then you're actually doing something. I'm tired. It's just like wind out of my sails. Right. It's a little depressing. Yes, totally. So yeah, that's a, that's a good thought to try on is I'm recovering. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I just, I just love this analogy because we have to pick clothes every day and whether or not we're conscious of it, we pick thoughts every day too. Yes, I agree. And I can almost relate anything to that. So yes, clothes is always a good analogy. It's a good go-to. Well, in summary, we want to leave you with something that Jodi Moore taught us. She said that she chooses to have her underlying thought be that people are doing the best they can. You can choose that thought and then start asking yourself how that could be true. That is one of my favorite thoughts to have. And it's a really easy thought to pass on to my kids, too. I find that my kids really can gravitate towards that thought. And it's easy for them to apply quickly. I love that. I think that is such a good one. And maybe something that we can all try to take with us into our next week as we continue trying to be well. For this week's Well Looky Here, I made the lemon chicken dish from A Bountiful Kitchen. If you haven't checked out the A Bountiful Kitchen blog, I highly recommend it wonderful, great family pleaser recipes. And that one we used for our Easter dish and everyone loved it. Oh, I love that. And I will always trust your recipe recommendations. It's a good one. Okay. So this week for my well looky here is Benefit Cosmetics came out with their famous hula bronzer, but in a cream stick. Ooh, love that. Yeah. It's so pretty. I want to know if you've tried it. I love it because... I'm getting a little on in my years, you know, and I like a cream over a powder a lot of times. And this just glides on smooth and it's so easy to blend. It's a really good bronze color and you instantly just feel like, you know, you're on vacation. And no shimmer, like the bronze, same as the powder, it has no shimmer? No shimmer. Very nice. And how do you usually blend it? Do you use one of those like foundation brushes or do you just use your fingers? I use a beauty blender. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I use a beauty blender and I do that. Or I also have one in my car and it's easy to blend with your fingers too. Okay. But I prefer a blender if I have it. All right. I love that. Mm -hmm. Those are good things. All right, guys. Well, please check our show notes. Download that worksheet. We've got one in there for you to do with your kids as well because we just think there are times where our kids come home with issues And sometimes we don't have the magic solution for them. And if we can just whip a worksheet out and walk through it with them, that could be really wonderful. Yeah. Great skill to have. Yes. So be well.